Welcome back to Why Two Kids. My name is Patrick. My name is Grimace. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the show where me, Patrick, and her, uh, Taylor, uh, we go back and we watch nostalgic movies and TV shows from our childhood. Along the way, we eat nostalgic snacks in every episode. Uh, for those of you that don't know the show and are listening to it for the first time, because you're such big Lizzie McGuire fans, we're going to talk about that show and movie in a minute, but Taylor has sort of already spoiled our snack of the week. Would you like to explain? Um, Not much to explain. I mean, the hype got to me, okay? It's Grimace's birthday, and it's also the 30th birthday of the Lizzie McGuire movie, or it was a couple months ago when we decided... 20th. 20th, sorry, 20th uh, anniversary of the Lizzie McGuire movie, which is uh, a couple months ago when we decided to do this, so it only seems right for, for two birthdays. Um, let's let's get the Grimace shake. Um, I've heard really great things about it. Everybody says it's really delicious. Um, and something else that's really exciting about this episode is um, a historical moment is happening. Which is? I'm the first person ever. To drink the Grimace shake out of a wine glass. <laughs> um, and that is because I dropped my drink and... Seconds before we started recording. Seconds before we started recording and somehow dropping it two inches onto a soft couch sliced it open on the side. Don't know how that happened. And so I had to pour what was remaining into a um, stemless, if you're curious, wine glass. So I am making history right now. Happy B-Day Grimace all right, let's try this. All right, I've heard it's berry flavored. You heard it from me. Yes, I did. I didn't want to hear it from you. I wanted it to be a mystery, and I'm I wanted to it. guess. Oh, that's lovely. It's, it's very vanilla. It's like yeah, it's berry vanilla. It's like how Lacroix says that it's you know uh, uh, pomegranate water. It's like really, it's water with some pomegranate. It's like this is a vanilla shake with some berry. How did you say that word? Pomegranate. Okay, I thought you said pomegranate, like the palm, palm of your hand, and no. I was like, that's not right. No. Um, it's very sweet. I mean, maybe I just haven't had a milkshake in a minute, but it tastes sweeter than normal. It's pretty good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, it's weird. She's slurping up with a spoon, by the way. Yeah. Well, I'm not actually. Um. I'm not actually drinking it with a spoon. I'm just drinking it with no straw, which is weird. But when I poured it out, it came out a little chunky. Uh, I don't want to give that fault to, to McDonald's. I think that's because we had to put it in the fridge while we got ready to record, and it just kind of got chunky. So I put the spoon in here to, to stir it up. Got it. Got it. So this is the second time we've had McDonald's on the show. The first time was about a year ago. Um, we had Happy Meals for the first time since we were, well, for the first time for me since I was a kid. I think you've had a, ha a couple of Happy Meals uh, here and there. I think that was the last time we had McDonald's. was about a year ago. And so the Grimace birthday meal comes with either a Big Mac or a 10-piece nugget and then fries in the shake. Um, so that was our lunch this afternoon, and this is what we're enjoying for the show. When you were a kid, did you have um, – ronald mcdonald extended universe awareness like were you like i know who grimace is the hamburger is my guy i had 
awareness is a good word, but probably not the word you were actually going for. Like, I had awareness. I had awareness that these people existed. I don't know if I could have always told you the names of them even, but, like, I knew that there was a universe of these characters that existed. Did you, like... Okay, well, I guess that kind of answers my next question, which was, like, did you, like, care about them at all? I'm guessing the answer is no, if you just barely knew that they existed. Um... I, I mean, I wouldn't say barely. I would just say that, like, if I did know them, um, I, I, I didn't know them well enough to, like, have them come back in my mind easily. Like, I would never, other than, until Grimace's birthday, I would never have been able to tell you Grimace's name. So when I was a kid, I had a CD. And this CD was called Ronald, Mc, excuse me, it was called Ronald Makes It Magic. And looking at this CD on eBay, it says it was... It came out in 1994, which makes me wonder if I was born in 1997, how I got my hands on this CD. I don't know if like... I thought you were going to say... <laughs> uh, which makes me wonder if I was born in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do you think you were not? Do you have reason? <laughs> do you have reason to believe that That's maybe so your parents have been lying to you? I don't, I don't know, like, why my mom would have gotten this. Maybe she, like, I don't know, had a friend who had a kid, and they gave us a box of shit. This was in there or something. Who knows? Um, I kind of – I don't remember getting it. I just remember it existing, right? And I, I listened to this stuff. Like, I had my karaoke machine slash CD player. Yes, the karaoke machine that I got because of the Shrek 2 party CD. Isn't it – okay, Patrick and I grew up with very – um. I mean, we'll say middle class and be generous uh, uh, upbringings. And um, isn't it weird that karaoke machines were just kind of a, <laughs> a mutual experience for us? Like, I mean, obviously we didn't have like the screen and the whatever, but like I, I well, mine did have a screen actually. I mean, it was very tiny. It was like a Delta in-flight screen with like. You just had a screen with like the words on it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't have but that. It was, so mine was like the size of maybe like. A skinnier mini fridge, but it was, like, tall and silver and, like, a tiny, like, literally, like, an airplane screen on it that would have the words. Did you have, like, a microphone? I think so, yeah. The, yeah. I think I had up two could plug in. Um, so, yeah, but I, I don't remember using it all that much, but I remember being, like, when people would come over for sleepovers, they would always be, like, can we please use the karaoke machine? But, yeah, it's very odd that, like, two people from very measly beginnings, um just for whatever reason, both had <laughs> karaoke machines. Um, and I'm actually, it's funny that we bring up karaoke because I'm going to talk a little bit about karaoke revolution in this episode in regards to Hillary Duff. You remember in Taken, we rewatched Taken recently, when he gets her the karaoke machine? Yeah. I When we saw it, you know, I don't know, it was, it was almost like a year ago at this point maybe, I was like, oh, yep, that's what you bought for kids in the 2000s. Yeah, they must have not been very expensive. Well, I mean, in that movie, who knows? But yeah, I, I'm feeling like maybe mine was like a hand-me-down. Mine was a necessity in my life because of the Shrek Two Party CD, which had. So what was your what was your uh, claim to fame? I mean, what? Oh, what all you... of them. I mean, I I sang that record. So it was like that CD was like it would have donkeys sing Disco Inferno. And then it would be just the instrumental to Disco Inferno. And then it would be Captain Hook singing Hooked on a Feeling. And then it would be just instrumental to Hooked on a Feeling. I feel like um, something that needs to be mentioned, and again, I'm not, 
I'm not pointing out your your monetary status, but <laughs> you keep doing that. Can though. you confirm or deny that you lived in an apartment? Yes, yeah, so I think I was just loud. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I mean I I lived in a in in a house with neighbors across the I got, street. I got like I got in trouble a lot. Okay, because I was there were say... there were like rules on the volume and stuff, and I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> I was like, we, we're skipping over the fact that you yeah. absolutely, like, when they heard their seventh hooked on a feeling, they were like, I'm going to fucking strangle this kid. After Captain Hook sang it seven yeah. times. Yeah. So I could learn the words. Yeah. I also had, like, a, um, I had, like, a Lion King CD that did the same thing. That had, like, the original track and then just the instrumental. See, for me, it was like, I had this karaoke I machine. Knew, oh, my God. What? <laughs> when I was a kid. I auditioned for a production of Hansel and Gretel, like at the community theater, and I used the Lion King, like for my like audition song. You were like, uh, no, yeah, skip to the instrumental. Oh, no, <laughs> it's no, like no, track no. six. That's, no, that's Pumbaa. Can you sk- <laughs> skip to the one where he's not singing? It's track six. It was like, um, it was I. I just can't wait to be king. Did you get it? I didn't get Hansel because I was like eight, but yeah, I was in the show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Was anybody turned Everybody away? was in the show. <laughs> okay, that's... Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like for me... I had a good part, though. The... Sure. Uh, the the karaoke machine itself. I hate to sound so ungrateful all these years later for this, like, very cool, coveted thing that I had. Um, but for me, there were just so many other ways to experience the art that is karaoke. One of which was Karaoke Revolution, which, like I said, I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But the second was um, YouTube. Now, we I just would always prefer to learn songs. Um, maybe it's because my, my karaoke machine was pretty clunky because it was um, old and things that were that old were clunky. Um, but I feel like... You know, I would rather go on YouTube and what I would do is I would listen to like the first five words and then go back. And if I messed up, I had to go back again and until I piece together the whole song. So I would like go, I would learn like the first minute, go back, make sure I, oh my God, I almost dropped this again. I make sure I know the whole minute, go to a minute 20, go back and do the whole thing. And I remember doing that uh, for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. And you and I actually had a conversation recently where we said we both made lyric videos, karaoke lyric videos. Yeah, we've gotten way, way off the point because I was going to talk about Ronald McDonald for a second. So on my karaoke machine, I played this CD, Ronald Makes It Magic. Okay, And also, by the way, what is this lyric video stuff? The CDs had the liner notes with the lyrics in them. I just want to make that clear. Oh, put... oh, oh, that's what I use in the car. Yeah. So I that's might... probably why I can't see anything anymore. I was looking at like 0.5 size font from the age of like five. Yeah. Um, this CD was called Ronald Makes It Magic, and the number one song was Do You Believe in Magic? Of course. Great choice. And it was sung by the entire ronald mcdonald extended universe so it had grimace was it was it it was so it wasn't the alley and aj version no it was them it was them no i know, I know. I'm just making... and remember when like when we were kids ronald was like a guy like there was like an actor who like put on the makeup and stuff and would like be in the commercials oh yeah i remember him yeah well anyway um so this is grimace and i don't know who the duck is oh the duck's very nostalgic for me is it her name like lucy or something I don't think so. Um, and then the Hamburglar. So this was like 
my I knew who these people were through this CD. I don't know like in what other world they were used. Do you know what Grimace is? I just learned this recently. Grimace is Don't look it up. Don't look um, it up. A purple creature of indeterminate species. Oh, I guess I heard something that was not true. I heard he's a taste bud. I don't think that's true. Her name was Birdie the Early Bird. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't I get she that was one. A chicken. Anyway, um, that's not bad. The shake's not bad. And like I said, we also had our um, <clears throat> meal before this. I got the chicken nuggets because that's all I can eat. I don't eat red meat or pork, but I do feel like I want to give a shout out to the Big Mac and say that I loved a Big Mac growing up. My, I've talked about this before. I had like a semi-almond mom. Like we would eat at McDonald's, but like a Big Mac was far too indulgent. Um, and so I vividly remember hanging out with my best friend, Emily, and I was there all the time. I basically lived there for like several years of my life um, because we were inseparable and her family loved to eat. And so I would like really tap into my eating there. And I remember her family used to eat so quickly. They used to just like chow down on their food and I would always always be last to finish eating and they would always make fun of me. And I have a vivid memory of being on the wooden bleachers at a softball. Um, the reason why you're eating okay. slow is because you were talking the entire time just so we're all clear. Like you're not a slow eater. You talk and therefore cannot eat. Okay, well, anyways, let me finish my story. Um, I vividly remember being on the... Let me finish talking. Yeah. I, we were on the wooden bleachers at, like, a softball complex in Virginia Beach, and we got McDonald's, and she had me try... She was like, you gotta get a Big Mac. And I was like, oh, I've never been, like, allowed to get Big Macs. And she was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the best thing that McDonald's has. So I get my very first Big, Big Mac, and she was like, I'm gonna teach you how to eat it really fast. And we sat on the bleachers, and she taught me how to eat really fast. Well, Big Macs, it's basically a necessity because they're messy and fall apart so quickly. Yeah. We probably had this conversation a year ago when we had the Happy Meals, and it only took a year of this show for us to begin repeating conversations and talking points. But I'm not going to go back to listen to find out because I don't want to hear about Lightyear because <laughs> that movie sucked. So um, – I'm going to ask you anyway because we've talked about this in real life recently. Do you remember the McDonald's in the Walmarts? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we actually um, – I know this is a little different, but we went to uh, Chick-fil-A recently that still had a play, pa- play place. I remember we had a um, – it was a, uh, a, a McDonald's in a Walmart, and there was like a statue Ronald McDonald outside, and it was like you – if you're like this tall and below, he was like holding his hand out. It was like, I don't know, you can get a happy meal or something. Who knows whatever the thing was. I remember like those like benches or something. Yeah, there was had, a like, bench of him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, any other uh, McDonald's things you want to bring up? Yeah, one more. So as I was eating my chicken McNuggets today, I was just really struck by um, a story. Well, not really a story, but a memory that came to mind. And that is when I was at the formable age of you know five seven something like that I remember being at McDonald's very excited to be there uh, I ordered myself some chicken nuggets and when I opened the box there was a live cockroach in there all right well that was a great <laughs> conversation let's talk about the Lizzie McGuire actually I don't know what I'd rather talk about 
bugs in my food are Lizzie McGuire. It's a well, we could also alternatively talk about the time that I got poked by a needle in a ball pit at McDonald's. Let's talk about Lizzie McGuire, I've decided. Um, so for those that listen to this show regularly, you know that we're kind of, we're banking some this summer, taking a little summer break. And so we've kind of agreed on our summer schedule. I think we've spent more time not doing the bit where we pass it back and forth than actually doing the bit, but who cares? Um, we've agreed on, we're kind of still doing the you thing, me thing for a while because like in two weeks, it's another you thing, whatever. This was like 100% it, you were like, I am doing Lizzie McGuire this summer. It's going to be the first episode of, of the episodes that we bank. We're doing both the show and the movie. We're going to watch these nine episodes of the show. And I was like, no, pick three episodes of the show. And then I could only stomach two because I already had also had to watch the movie. Um, I, I will hand it to you in a second, obviously, because this is going to be your um, forte. If it were not for the fact that you uh, had me watch this movie about two years ago. Okay. Okay. I, okay hold no, on. Let me finish. Let me finish. I know. I slept through it. No, that's not even true. Okay. No. I have to I have to butt in here, folks. Okay. Can I finish my point? Maybe I will address what you're going to say. Well, you're already wrong, though. You did not sleep through it. You were watching something else. Because it was COVID, and to get away from each other, we literally just had to go to separate rooms in the apartment for a while. You were in the living room watching something on the TV. I was in the bedroom watching Lizzie McGuire on, like, the iPad or something. And when your movie ended, with with it was at the concert, you came in, and I was like, well, why, will, will you just watch the rest of the movie with me? And you were like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, please? And so you watched, like, the last 15 minutes. So I don't want to hear this... Last time I watched the movie with you, it was 15 minutes. Okay, well, that's all that I needed. That's what I was going to say. Hold on. Number one, what is the movie that I just completely fell asleep for then? We watched the decom. It was Stuck in the Suburbs. Stuck in the Suburbs. Like, it was like, I think I lasted 20 seconds in, and then I woke up with 20 seconds left. Which is a shame, because, one, we will revisit it. Um, But two, that's my favorite decom, I think. One of my favorites. Um, That experience, however long it was was all that I needed to, like, remind me of the things that I knew about the show. Like, I never watched the show as a kid. But watching that 15 minutes, I was like, yes, I remember, like, Hillary Duff existing. Yes, I remember cartoon her. Yes, I remember her brother. Yes, I remember the sticky situations they would find themselves in. That's it. So because this was a girl show, I literally never watched it once. I think maybe the only times that I saw it were, like, Oh, my show comes on at three. I turn the channel at two fifty six, and those are the things that I see. I see Hillary Duff. I see the cartoon her. I see the end of her sticky situation, and like that's it. So I I truly never watched this. So all that I knew going in were those things. And aside from you were like, oh, it was a big deal that she and Gordo got together. Like aside from like the lore stuff, is like yeah, that's what it is. It's like. Cartoon her making funny jokes, which is like my favorite part of it by far. You know, crappy child actress Hillary Duff, you know, mucking it up and some sticky, you know, 11 year old situations. I mean, okay, yes. To be fair, Lizzie McGuire wasn't necessarily my show while it was on either. I mean, I think that the show aired until. 2005? Four. 2004. So um, we were young. Um, we were what seven? Max seven we were like around seven um and they were dealing with 
I don't want to say mature themes because that's like misleading, but like at seven years old, you aren't necessarily watching shows about, you know, 15 year old things or, or 12 year old things or whatever. Um, so the show was not really my thing. I mean, again, I would see it when it was on. Um, I knew all those things about it, but I feel like Hillary, not Hillary Duff, I'm sorry, Lizzie McGuire is one of those shows, at least for young girls at that time, that really just, like, transcends, like, your own fandom. I'm not to say that there aren't people who were fans and did watch it while it was on and loved it, but, like, it's just one of those things that is just, like, very highly in the zeitgeist now. You know, everybody knows what Lizzie McGuire is. It's very highly regarded still to this day. So many people have fond memories to it. I feel like in terms of my relationship to Lizzie McGuire, it was through music. It was through like, like Hilary Duff's music. Um, like I loved, loved, loved Hilary Duff. I had every single one of her CDs. I remember like waiting for CDs to come out so I could buy them. Like I said, I remember I had a game that I loved, loved, loved called Karaoke Revolution on the PlayStation 2. It was my favorite game of all time. I would just beg and beg and beg and beg people to play it whenever I had a chance. I would play it by myself. And um, it had a lot of, like, most of the songs on there were very, like, Guitar Hero-esque. Like, like country rock like dad music um with the exception of they had the song fly by hillary duff and that was my tour de force okay i remember like you had to sing the right pitch and then you would like get the like you would like hit the bubble that you needed and get the points and i had learned fly so well that that was the song that i knew i could do perfectly and get a 100% score on it because it was just my shit. So I, um, loved Hillary Duff's music. I, um, just really, really like, I would, I, I remember seeing like so much merch surrounding Lizzie McGuire, like notebooks and shoes. Oh my God. <gasps> I just had a memory come flooding back. My very first training bra was Lizzie McGuire themed. One of them had the cartoon her on it. They were pink and white. Oh my god, I just remembered that. Oh my god. Um, so like I I very much like loved Lizzie McGuire, even though I wasn't always actively watching the show. The movie, however, is a different story. Um, I don't think I saw it in theaters. If I did, I don't have a memory of it. But the Lizzie McGuire movie to me was one of my favorite Disney movies, like, of all time. Like, it was something that I would regularly seek out. It's something that I would go back to. If I saw it on, I would put it on. I watched the hell out of the Lizzie McGuire movie, and I just remember thinking it was so cool. It was very, like, um, you know, people always say, like, what do you prefer, a high school musical or the Cheetah Girls? And for me, it was the Cheetah Girls, I mean, for many reasons, but one of which is I just loved stories that took place abroad. Um, I, I'm 25 and I've still never traveled abroad, um, not even to neighboring countries. And so, like, I have always, from a very young age, and am still now, like, fascinated with just any movies, visuals, iconography, um, stories, whatever, that take place abroad. Because it's, like, it's always been my way of experiencing those things. And so, in the way that the Cheetah Girls movie is in Barcelona or whatever. Um, the Lizzie McGuire movie took place in Rome. And, like, that was my chance to learn about and see and experience and dream about 
um, Rome. And so, like, I loved any excuse to do that. I still love any excuse to do that. Um, obviously not through movies like the Lizzie McGuire movie, but through things in my own right. Um, and yeah, I just, I loved, I loved this movie so much. And then, like Patrick said, during the pandemic, like during proper lockdown, um, I decided to revisit it. And I remember feeling really disappointed in it and feeling really like, oh, wow, this movie did not age at all. Um, I mean, not in terms of content. It's, like, whatever in terms of content. Nothing particularly heinous. Um, but uh, just, like, the acting. I You realize, like, when you're seven and watching Lizzie McGuire, you think that, like, they're in high school. And they're in, or, like, at least high school. And they're in middle school, um, which is, like, very jarring. And so, like, you watch it as for me, I had just graduated college, um, or was graduating college, and, um, I was like, oh, these are, like, literal little children, they're not very good at acting, the stories are very surface level, um, and it just kind of let me down. I will say, I feel like, um, we say, we've said this, if not on Y2 Kids, we've said this a lot on other, um, podcasts that we do, the FP podcast and, uh, the Vince Vaughn slash the Drew barrymore -thon. Um, but if we watch something in co during lockdown, there's a clear trend for us where something is either very hit or miss. Like, it was either a really big hit because we just wanted to escape and we had a blast because we were doing something, um, or it was a big miss because we were just miserable and, like, didn't have the stamina to be watching what we were watching. Um, so I think it's possible that maybe I was just feeling down in the dumps. I was dealing with a major existential crisis of graduating literally in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and so it just didn't hit. But I feel like this time, watching it now, you know, two years later, I definitely feel like it was just like feel good and nostalgic for me. And I had a good time watching it. And I was really happy about that. All right. I want to play a game. <clears throat> And this game is centered around the Kids' Choice Awards. Were you a Kids' Choice Awards kid? Oh, yeah. Big time. When I was a kid, a girl at my school, like, won the prize from, you know, Danimals or whatever it was to go to the Kids' Choice Awards. Well, I find that hard to believe because <clears throat> it's pretty notorious that the Danimals sweepstakes, um, like, never happened. Well, maybe it wasn't Danimals, but she went. And I remember her, like, showing us a picture of her and, like, Will Smith and me being, you know, like, what a bitch. Um... And I was right. She turned out to be. Uh, so I've wanted to – I've, like, thought about doing the Kids' Choice Awards before for this show because, like, I like – I loved them. The Slime. I thought it would be a good way to be like, oh, yeah, there's a movie we're never going to cover but was a thing in 2003. But not a bunch of great clips online. Like, it just doesn't really seem as of right now that it's going to work. So this is my way of squeezing it in. We're going to play a game. And the game is called Did It Win the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award. God, I'm going to be so bad at this. So for four years in a row, the show or the actors were nominated mm -hmm. in some capacity. I'm going to tell you the, the category, and you're going to tell me did it win or not. Okay. okay. So in 2002, it is this is favorite TV show. Okay, so this is a big award. Favorite TV show. 2002. It is up against Seventh Heaven, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Friends. Did it win its first Kids Choice Award nomination for Best TV Show? No. It did. Really? In 2002, it beat Seventh Heaven, Buffy, and Friends. 
So then the next year, 2003, did it win Best TV Show, beating out Seventh Heaven, All That, and Friends? Uh, I'm going to say yes. It did. It won two years in a row, beating out, which, can we like talk about for a second? Like, Friends is not a kid show. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know really how to say yes or no with these things, because even Seventh Heaven dealt with, like, very mature themes. It was, like, just a Christian-coded, like, tween show, I guess. Um, But, uh, like, yeah, Friends is not But it was, like, that just shows, like, how cultural zeitgeisty Friends was. Like, even kids just watch Friends and Doug. Like, I watched it when I was a kid. I remember it ending. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's also just like Friends was one of those things that like our parents watched, but it was so important to our parents and so important to like literally everyone who watched it that it was just it had to become not in terms of actual like script, but like it had to become a family show because like your mom and I'm just saying you, you know, not you, you, but an editorial you, um, you just like you had to have it on. You couldn't miss it. You couldn't miss it. I mean, if it, if you're taking care of the kid, the kid's watching it, you know. 2004, it's won twice in a row now. This year is up against All That, Fear Factor, and the final year of Friends. Did it win Best TV Show? Uh, this is a, its final season? No, it, we have two more here. This is the final season of Friends. So it's All That, Fear Factor, or Friends. What year is this? 2004. It went until 05. You said it went until 04. The movie was in, oh. Oh, you know, it's probably, it ended in 04, but the awards were in 05. Gotcha. Um, uh, I'm going to say no. It did not. That year, all that won. I was going to say, like, I, I remember all that winning awards, but I knew when you said it the first time, I was like, no way they won their first season. Okay, can it make a comeback in its final year? It is up against American Idol, Drake and Josh, or Fear Factor. I'm going to have to say no way. In no way it lost to American Idol. Yeah. And if, if the next four years were American Idol, Drake and Josh, American Idol, Drake and Josh. Yep, makes sense. <laughs> Those were the two things I that we I definitely like Drake and Josh is another that I really remember watching. Like, I, I remember oh, watching yeah. Win. We're going to do that on the show one day. I, yeah, I don't mean like the show. Obviously, I watched the show. But I remember watching like Drake Bell and Josh Peck accept their Kids' Choice Awards, awards and like get slimed. 2002. This is, I want to get the category right, favorite female TV star. Okay. Hillary Duff, if nominated, against Amanda Bynes for The Amanda Show, various characters, Ooh. Jennifer Aniston for Friends as Rachel Green, and Melissa Joan Hart for Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Sabrina Spellman. Oh, God, I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Did you ever watch that? I, You know, kind of in reruns. I didn't care. One of my favorites. Also, that Amanda Bynes show, is it, What a Girl Wants is the movie. It's called, oh, my God, Wanna, I'll have to look it up. Um... But it had an, a similar, a same um, actress, I think, as Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, but anyways, I'm going to say no. Who do you think won? I think Amanda Bynes. She did. She did. And I like I don't want to be a, a poop head, uh, but I'm just going to spoil. We're watching an Amanda Bynes movie in a couple weeks for this show. And we've already watched it. And I don't understand why, why she was so famous. Take that back right now. <laughs> Take it back right now. I, I'm sorry. Well, Are no. you serious? She was born with comedy at her fingertips. She's unbearable in this movie. Oh. No. Are you freak? Are you actually serious right now? We'll break it down in two weeks. Are you're you're not fucking with no, me? I, I didn't. I really did not like her at all. Okay. 2003. She's not made again. 
against the same crew. Amanda Bynes, Jennifer Anderson, and Melissa Joan Hart. Did she win this year? Yes. Nope. Amanda Bynes won a second year in a row. Good for Amanda. Someone has to root for her. 2004, she's nominated against Raven Simone for That's So Raven as Raven Baxter, Jennifer Anderson and Friends, and Jamie Lynn Spears on all that for various characters. Who do you think won in her third nomination? I'm going to say Raven Simone won. She did. Yep. She did. So she's 0 for 3 now. It's called What I Like About You, by the way. That was a show and I loved it. 2005, last time through. Raven Simone, That's So Raven, Eve and Eve. Playing Shelley Williams. I don't remember that. Um, and uh, Alyssa Milano in Charmed as Phoebe. Uh, I'm going to give it to Lizzie. Never won. It was Raven Simone again. So she went 0 for 4 on the favorite television actress Kids Choice Awards. Favorite TV star. Yeah, what did I say? You said actress, favorite actress, but it's oh, yeah. favorite female TV star. Yeah, right? you got it. Yeah, you got it. So one time was uh adam lamberg as gordo nominated it was 2003 he was up against frankie muniz as malcolm oh, no he didn't win <laughs> i'm going i'm taking frankie all the way it's not this is a good this is a good category here all right okay. as uh malcolm and malcolm in the middle nick cannon for the nick cannon show or bernie mac for the bernie mac show i don't even know what the bernie mac show is you know, you know who bernie mac this is bernie mac I'm sorry, I don't know who that man is. You, you do. All right, go ahead. Um, I'm still taking Frankie Muniz. It was Frankie from Malcolm in the Middle. He won two years in a row. I have to ask, speaking of my love for Amanda Bynes, which clearly I'm the only one who does, according to you, um, were you a Big Fat Liar fan? Yes. It was So. my literal favorite. My literal favorite movie. For that, that was Amanda Bynes, right? Amanda Bynes and Frankie Muniz. Yeah, yeah. I and like it was uh, freaking iconic. And I have gone my whole life mixing up David Cross and the guy in that movie who I still can't think of his name. Um, oh, oh, um, Paul Giamatti. And Paul Giamatti. This is so silly, but you see that that photo of David Cross and painted yeah. in blue from Arrested Development. Arrested Development and Paul Giamatti is painted in blue in that. And I still, to this day can never tell them apart. Well, I, I can tell them apart. Like I know that they're different, but I, I struggle to find the, the correct names for each person. Um, I realized watching this that like I knew Hillary Duff from um, like other things. Like I remember Cadet Kelly, like being on Disney channel. I, Watched Agent Cody Banks, obviously. I watched Cheaper by the Dozen, obviously. So, like, I just knew her from other stuff. Cheaper we, by the Dozen is one of my favorite movies. We do have one more uh, category. And this is... Oh, wait, hold on a second. Also, I do feel like I have to say that, um, although we're kind of pooing... Oh, my God, Raise Your Voice is iconic. Also, she's, like, um, I think, like, a lesbian in Gossip Girl. Like, it's been a minute since I've watched Gossip Girl. Material Girls was one of my favorite movies of all time. Loved, 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 loved Material Girls. Um, I do feel like I have to say, though, we're kind of pooing on, um, like, her performance in this. And, yeah, it's, like, not very good. Um, that's, like, pretty objective. But I will say her show's younger 
um, which ran from 2015 to 2021, and her role on How I Met Your Father have both been highly acclaimed. People love this resurgence in her career. They love her. They connect to her a lot. Um, and I feel like that's really... Uh, it's really incredible. It almost reminds me of, like, the the Brooke Shields thing of um, when we were watching Pretty Baby, which we talked about a lot. We did basically a, a whole half episode on it for the Drew Barrymore-a-thon if you're interested on our thoughts on Brooke Shields. Um, but because Brooke Shields was kind of, like, put into this box of, like, just being really pretty and, and um, Hilary Duff was kind of put into this Disney box, they both, like, had long breaks in their career and then found themselves... Uh, like, really feeling drawn and inspired and re-impassioned through, like, TV sitcom comedy. Um, and I, I just feel like those two stories are really similar uh, in, in some ways. And I'm glad that she is working on things that she seems to be really passionate about and that people really, really celebrate her work in those things. I'm, I saw on the Wikipedia page for the movie that it was nominated for some Kids' Choice Awards. Um, what was? The movie. But I can't find it that year on the on the site page. So whatever, we'll just let the movie thing go. But there are looks like a couple other Hillary Duffs that we can mention here. So in two thousand and four, she was nominated for favorite female singer against Ashanti, Beyonce, and Jennifer Lopez. Who do you think won favorite female singer in 2004? I'm going to go her. It was her. Yeah. I mean, like, that's crazy. But, I mean, she... I mean, she had people in the palm of her hand. I mean, people, like I said, I her album Metamorphosis, I mean, was, it metamorphosized me, okay? Like, I love, all of her music videos, I remember her thinking that she ran the music video scene. Um, is it, it's, oh my gosh, what song is it? Um... Is it yesterday, I think? Or, no, it's Wake Up. The Wake Up music video, oh my god. I mean, that is angst, that is grit. I mean, it's giving cool it girl. I mean, like, she just, she ate up and left no crumbs. 2005, she's nominated for a different movie. This is our last one. She's nominated for A Cinderella Story. Oh, my, my favorite version of A Cinderella Story. This is a very competitive category. She goes up against Drew Barrymore in Fifty First Dates. Woo! Halle Berry as Catwoman, and Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls. Ooh, well, you know, do you know about the the Hillary and Lindsay feud? I we don't have the time to get into it. Um, I think actually you brought it up uh, during when we did the Parent Trap episode, didn't you? Uh, maybe yeah. I think it was like there was a new discovery at the time or something. Yeah. Um, who do you think won? I'm gonna give it to Lindsay. Yeah, it should have been Lindsay, but it was Hillary for a Cinderella story. Good for her. I'm not. I'm. I listen. I'm not. not I'm neither team uh, Hillary nor team Lindsay. I love them both. Um, they are my Kelsey brothers, if you will. But I feel like, to me, a Cinderella story is the Cinderella story. It gets remade constantly, still to this day. Her and Chad Michael Murray. I mean, like, and and oh my God. Um. Um, Jennifer Coolidge, like, man, I want a hot dog real bad. Like, oh, it's just iconic. Like, it is, it is the definition of, of icon. Like, it just is amazing. All right. I'm, I'm falling down a kid's choice rabbit hole right now. I love this, like, favorite male athlete category. 
Tony Hawk, Shaquille O'Neal, Sammy Sosa, or Tiger Woods? Perfectly. I'm personally mine was Dylan Sprouse on the red team of the <laughs> um, Disney Channel games. Uh, that's my favorite male athlete. Uh, in 2003, you know who won best burp? Who? Hugh Jackman. Good for him. <laughs> I guess. You know what one favorite fart in a movie that I remember these accolades. Who was it? (laughs) Kangaroo Jack. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I feel like I remember that. (laughs) What year was that? Hey, I remember that fart. That was 04. I don't don't know. No, I've never seen Kangaroo Jack, but I feel like I remember, like, the fart being, like, a big deal. Anyway, uh, what else do you have to add about uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie? Because I, unfortunately, I just have nothing. We have not even talked about the movie. Oh, great um well unfortunately I, I truly have nothing to add i mean like this every once in a while you just watch something and you go like yeah that was for kids like there's really there's no adult crossover on this one you know this is not one where i'd say oh parents take your kids you'll love it too no if you don't watch this show you don't know who these people are you have no feelings for these people it'll do nothing for you i didn't i have no nostalgia i just it just bottomed out for me. Yeah. I'm going to out you for a second and embarrass you here on unlive podcasting uh-huh. and say that we did watch multiple episodes of Lizzie McGuire. I think we watched three of them. Um, and when we started watching the movie, he said, are any of those people, he was referencing Kate, by the way, if you know, you know, he said, are any of these people actually in the TV show? <laughs> and I said, yeah. All of them. I mean, it's other just, than, yeah. I think that's other, than the, other than the teacher slash tour guide who is Lois on Family Guy, which blew my mind, by the way. Um, she's not in it because she's, like, their new principal. Like, that's the conceit. But, yeah, everybody else, like, um, oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name? Um, I stand by it because Ethan. The, the show is mind-numbing. And when you were like, no, she was the bully. I was like, oh, yeah, the volleyball. Uh, no, it's cheerleading. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I don't know. It's just like it, it was very mind-numbing drool out of the side of my mouth. Like just nothing going on for me. But can you at least appreciate how like as a as a young pre or early adolescent girl that you would watch this and be like, I want an Italian pop star to see oh, me God. and I want to sing at like I want to stand in for an Italian pop star and I want to ride on the back of a moped. I mean like this that back of a moped fantasy that girls still yearn and chase to this day it this is our origin story okay like do you really think this is a serious question okay and i I know that this is maybe controversial to say um do you really think italian tourism would be what it is today without this movie i i don't for for people are i don't think so you know listen if you want me to rip on it i will I think you're going to get plenty of that in our movie in two weeks. So I would suggest uh, just passing now. I would like to know your thoughts on the iconic um, makeover montage, which I, is like the I moment. liked like the igloo outfit. Like, I mean, it makes no sense in the movie. But like if I saw that like out of the context of the movie, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. That would be your pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a montage. Like, in the way that they, like, make over Mia in The Princess Diaries. Like, I love, like, any, like, transformation montage. I liked the song, This Is What Dreams Are Made Of, too. Like, it's a good, you know, Disney Channel song. Yeah, Patrick went, oh, that event we went to. <laughs> that <laughs> event. Like, no, you don't have to have me. Oh, that event we went to called What Dreams Are Made Of. That's what this is from. And I was like. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is also on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, and then he went, oh, no, this is the TikTok song. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. 
There there, that's how so little I knew. I knew, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. And so therefore it gave me nothing. I'm sad for you, but uh, we have to just agree to disagree. I had a blast revisiting this. I really did. Like I said, I was just feeling kind of disappointed in the last time we watched it, but I feel like I've had enough time and separation and just like have worked on my own shit in the past two years, which sounds silly, but it's true Um, to where I'm just in a mindset that I can like, you know, uh, reflect positively on my childhood and I don't need to nitpick everything. And I, I just always have, um, I just always love revisiting things for the show and this was a real highlight for me. So I'm sad that you didn't um, appreciate it or like it as much as I did, but um, I appreciate you going through this journey with me. And um, yeah, I had a really good time at the very least. Next week though, I am pumped. I am so ready for next week. This show drops on Tuesdays. Next Tuesday is July 4th, American Independence Day, okay? Because we are huge patriots in this household, we have decided to celebrate July 4th with an episode of Y2 Kids in one of my favorite childhood movies. You ready for this? You are because we've agreed on it. Folks at home, are you ready for this? National Treasure. That's right, folks. We're finally doing National Treasure, which did you realize is like over two hours long? It's like two fifteen. Um, I feel like I like could have guessed that. Yeah. Um, I got... I haven't seen this in years, 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 years. Like probably not since middle school or high school. Oh, wow, I can't remember last time I watched it, but like it might be that long for me too. But I remember every beat already. Um, when I was a kid, I had like the two disc special edition that had a bunch of games on the second disc mm-hmm. and I have eBayed that exact edition. It is sitting right in front of us so that not only can we watch the movie on crappy DVD quality as it was meant to be seen, we can also play all of Riley's side quest games on the second disc. I'm very excited for next week, which is good because the week after, it's going to be a show, folks. I have um, a really great snack suggestion uh, that I won't say right now if you don't already have a snack. I, I don't think that I do. I have to think about it, but I don't think that I do. All right. I, I have a good one that I'd like for you to trust me on. But, yeah, uh, grab your sparklers uh, and, <laughs> and maybe not inside the house. But if you're on a walk, grab your sparklers and um, let's let's get patriotic in this bitch. <laughs> Uh, you can find the show all the places that you find your podcast Spotify, Apple, all those places where you've already rated us five stars and left us a nice review. The best place to find us, however, is our website, FeaturePresentationVideo.com. It is the home of everything that we do. Our flagship show, Future Presentation, uh, the Drew Barrymore-thon, where we are watching every single Drew Barrymore movie. Every review that we write, every column that we write, everything happens at FeaturePresentationVideo.com. Taylor does a rom-com series by every other month, which is probably inspired by things like Lizzie McGuire, your love for rom-coms. Am I, am I safe in a scenario? Um, I would say it's, yes, part part decom and part that world, but also definitely like my mom is of a big course, impact. Of course. Um, so if you like uh, Taylor's opinions on, on things like this, uh, you should head over to FeaturePresentationVideo.com. We're putting out free stuff five days a week, Monday through Friday. You put your email address in. We will send you everything that we do for free. Um, comes out every morning and uh, and it's fun and free, no paywall, anything like that. So head on over to FeaturePresentationVideo.com. The link is in the description of this episode. You can also find the show at Y2KidsPod on Twitter. You can also send us an email if you'd like at Y2KidsPod at gmail.com. 
You can find me on Letterboxd at Taylor Malone. I've been lighting Letterboxd up lately. We've been watching all sorts of uh, fun new movies. Uh, but you can also find me on Twitter at Mailer Talone. You can find me at Patrick J. Regal everywhere you find people online. The best place to find the show, FeaturePresentationVideo.com. Next week for July 4th, National Treasure. Dare I say Nicolas Cage in National Treasure? I think it's necessary. <laughs> See you then, folks. See you then.